Greg Collins, Substitute Teacher's Lounge. I, again this week, got to teach a class that I never taught before. One of the students in their high school described it as theater, but I think it's really supposed to be theater. And they were working through a play that they're putting together. I had the best time, and it reminded me of a situation that came up that made me think, what do I use as my reasons not to go to a specific school and substitute teach. As we go through some of them, let's decide whether they're legitimate reasons or whether we need to rethink our process. All right, guys, I told you some while back that I've kind of cut back on substitute teaching maybe to two or three days a week, but I'll have to be honest. I think the reason in my mind that I did that is because I no longer really wanted to do both substitute teaching and evening volleyball refereeing. Now that the evening part is over, all of my volleyball refereeing now will be on the weekends through probably the end of April. And I could just feel it inside of me that I wanted to get back to substitute teaching. So I'm back to just about every day of the week now. And it's really exciting for me. I'm getting to go back to schools I hadn't been to in a little while. I've got students coming up to me and asking me, where have you been? All this kind of stuff. So it's really kind of a class reunion type atmosphere. So I wanted to talk to you about that. There are. Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to... I want to mention a, I don't know if I want to do this, mention a student. I won't mention her by name, but I think she listens to this every week, and I think, I'm pretty sure it was her that left me a nice Apple review a few months back. By the way, the word gets out quicker, more quickly, let me correct my English, about this podcast through Apple reviews, believe it or not. Every episode that we've recorded, except for the one that I recorded for, for with Jen Stevens, every episode, there is like 90% Apple listeners. Interestingly enough, when we talked to Jen Stevens about the, the effect that intermittent fasting can have with you and how it could affect students as well, The listens on that particular episode were almost all Spotify. It's the strangest thing. So anyway, that means nothing to nobody, but I want to encourage you to go on Apple. When you're listening to the podcast, you'll have to click it. It'll say something like, go to show, and then you'll see ratings, and you have to pan down and where you'll eventually see the stars, but even more important, the five stars ratings. And the reviews, if if you keep paging down, you'll see where you can leave a review. That has more effect of getting listeners in than any other thing you could do. So please do that this week. First of all, I'm going to apologize to this student. And I know I don't really need to. And maybe I'm taking away the effect of the joke. But she is part of this play that they were putting on. And... She did a great job. I didn't get a chance to tell her, but I thought her her inflection and her voice and her enunciation of the words and the emotions that she put into it 
I'll be honest, I, I really thought she was the best one on the stage because she wasn't just reading the line. She was putting the emotions into the play as well. And I have, she's a sophomore and I had known her, taught her since the sixth grade. So while she was up there, the director, who was a senior in high school, she mentioned, all right, now for this scene, you want to be a little bit whiny. And I just, you know, how smart Alec I am. I, I finally just said, oh, I've seen her whiny before. I know she could do it. And everybody laughed and she looked at me and her mouth dropped open. I think it, I think it dropped open in fun. But if you're listening, I'll apologize to do to you for that. But I'll remind you of one thing that I've always said to you guys. The more I get to know you and the more that I like you, I will joke around with you and I expect you to joke back with me. So I hope you take that as a compliment. There's some students that I would not have said that to because I don't know them well enough. My best friends in this world, we joke around with each other sarcastically all the time. But anyway, that was kind of cool in that class. Basically, the way it was divided up is... It was divided up in scenes so that each group that was in a certain scene went to their corner of the auditorium and was working. And then you had some that were in the ensemble. And while they talked about the play, they already always talked about other things too, of course, because they're high school students. And a debate came up about which school I preferred to go to because basically this particular high school, two schools feed into it. So I told them, and I'm honest with them. And the person that was in the school that I did not choose, he said, let's wait a minute, though. He said, haven't you gone to the other school much more often? And I said, yes, probably 10 to 1. And I know where you're going with this. I said, and I will even say that every time I went to your middle school, I really enjoyed it. So you're probably right. Had I gone to your school as much as I did the other school, you know, maybe I'd have you guys at the top of the list. I want you to do this for me right now. There are reasons. I'm not I'm talking to you guys who are listening now, not the student. There are reasons that you choose not to go to certain schools. And not all of them are student related, although we will talk about student related reasons too. But there's some reason. I'm going to share some of my more superficial reasons that I don't go to some schools as often. Maybe now, if it's the only school available for a certain day and I don't have a job, maybe I'll go now. And the first one, let's, go, let's start with maybe the most ridiculous one to start with in our area. There are so many schools. Remember, I sub at eight different schools all middle school and high school. So that doesn't even count the elementary schools that are in the area. I sub at eight different schools. And some of them have outstanding parking situations. I always know not only that I'll have a parking space, but I'll probably be able to park in the same space that I did the last time. There are so many schools like that. The schools that aren't like that are the minimum. So reason number one, 
and I know this affects you guys because those of you that are subbing in a big city, I bet you might have to park a half a dozen blocks away and walk to the school. I don't know. In this case, I'll tell you why this is superficial, but there are certain schools that I leave until last because of the parking situation. Sometimes you get hemmed in by the buses. Sometimes if you're just delayed five minutes, you have to wait longer to get out. It's hard to even find a parking space. The most convenient parking space at one school, if you park there, you definitely have to wait on the buses at the end of the day because they park in front of the entrance to that parking lot. So there's nowhere you're to go. So superficial reason, maybe the most petty reason of all is parking. There are certain situations that I don't like to go to the school because of their parking situation. Now, here's why it's superficial and absolutely ridiculous. Even... If I can't get out because of the buses, I mean, they're gone in 15 minutes. Do I really, maybe in volleyball season, but even then, do I really have to be somewhere immediately that it won't kill me if I just wait 15 minutes more? But that is one of my reasons. I'll be honest with you. I use parking as a reason, and it's probably a ridiculous reason, and maybe I should make a goal of getting over that and uh, you know, going to that school more often and working out the parking in a way. And stick around a little while. Plug teachers' Chromebooks in. 15 minutes later, you, the parking's clear anyway. So maybe that's a reason for you. That's a reason for me. And that's the first one we've talked about. Reason number two, and this is really age of the school related. So it's another little petty reason, superficial reason, but... I like going to the schools most where you know everything you need is there. There are schools that just because of the age of the school, I don't think it's the budget of the school. I think it's more the age of the school. Maybe the computers you have in your room as a teacher or substitute teacher aren't very current. Maybe, you know, there's some rooms that I, some schools I go to that I feel like there's enough Chromebooks for every student there. Now, a couple of the schools got smart and they keep their Chromebook carts out in the hallway and they're numbered. And the students have a numbered Chromebook, every student. They get it in the morning and they bring it back in the afternoon. So then you don't have to have enough Chromebooks for every student, every class. You just have to have enough Chromebooks for every student in that grade because they're going to be carrying it with them everywhere they go. That's a great system, and that's a way to save money, too. But I'll be honest, I get a little frustrated when we have to look for Chromebooks, when we have to look for supplies, when it's hard to get to the copier and do anything just because maybe the facilities are a little bit older or that... There's just not enough. The, the school has chosen to not keep as much things like that that they really need. But that's probably my second superficial reason. I much more prefer the schools where when I go there, I know the Chromebook situation is covered. I know I've got people to help me if all of a sudden copies need to be made. I know they've got all that taken care of. And I know they're on top of things. So that was reason number two why I might choose one school over another. Let's talk a little bit about, not about, I should say, bad students, 
but schools where there are less friendly students. Because I, you know, just like I said last week, there's no bad students. There's just students that do bad things. They're probably doing them just to show off in front of their friends. They don't do that kind of thing when it's just you and them one-on-one. But I'm not talking about students who do bad things. I'm just talking about classes that are less friendly. Now, I've got referees that I work with that are outstanding, but not very friendly. And I'm just the opposite. I'm so friendly that my family makes fun of me sometimes because we'll go on vacation. I'll talk to strangers. I'll give strangers the same jokes that I bored my family with for years. And of course, they laugh and my family just rolls their eyes and shakes their head. I love friendliness. There is one school in particular that for five years now, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're giving something special to drink when they walk in. But as an overall group of people, teachers and students both, that is the friendliest school that I ever teach at. Now, guess what? If it's a super friendly school, man, I like to go back there. Now, I'll admit, some of you right now that are listening are thinking, I'm a good substitute teacher, but I don't want to really talk to any more people than I have to. Well, that's okay. That's just a personality thing. There's nothing wrong with that. Think about what your reasons are in this way. Maybe you like, on the flip side, maybe you like to go to schools that you just can go in and do your job and go home. I'm just the opposite. I want to interact with as many students as possible teachers as possible, friendly people as possible. So I will seek out, there's probably two schools I can think of. I will seek out and go there because of their friendliness, because both the students and the teachers, for the most part, go out of their way to speak to me. They will never let me walk down the hallway, even if they're in the middle of a conversation with somebody, without saying, Good morning, Mr. Collins. We're glad you're here today. Or, Mr. Collins, where have you been? We've missed you. Can you sub my class more often? I love that kind of stuff. So the friendliness factor, of course, keeps me coming back to the schools, too. Now, let's kind of close with the reason that's probably on the top of everybody's list. There's some schools that you don't go to because you're concerned that you may get some of the problem students that you've had before. And especially, I I don't blame you for that at all, especially if you're like me and you got eight different schools you can go to, well, cross that one off your, your list while you're not comfortable there and go to the others. You can block the school on Frontline if you want to. You don't even have to look at what's open. But I don't like dealing with those students either for the first time. This year, a school that I like to go to a lot, still like to go to a lot. I've kind of crossed them off my list temporarily because, you know, I'll say so many of their students are great people. There's just two or three in one particular grade at this school that I might not go back there because I don't want to, I don't want to have to put up with it. I'm strong enough as a substitute teacher to put up with it. I just don't want to have to put up with it when I got a choice of seven different schools to go to. And that's unusual for me. I 
won't go to that school probably the rest of the year because I know I've got better situations. I've even had some personnel at that school say this particular grade is the first time they've had this many problem kids at the school since the school opened. Well, my goodness, that is some kind of statement, isn't it? But that is probably our number one reason. And let's call that all the other reasons I gave you today were probably, especially the first two, were were kind of petty. The last one, the friendliness isn't as petty, but that's a personal thing. This one is specific, and it's probably our number one reason. So it's okay if you don't go to a school because you're worried about running into students. Okay? That's okay. If you like to go to those friendly schools, I mean, I said about the friendly students, you may not like to talk a lot, but you like it when you've got good, friendly kids in your room. So that's what we want to learn today. There are reasons, some of them petty, some of them legit, that keep me from going to a specific school. I would encourage you to write down your reasons why you don't like going to a school and evaluating, is this really legitimate? Does it really bother me much to have to wait in traffic? Now, I said I had to wait 15 minutes. I'm going to guess some of you in bigger cities have to wait 30 minutes to an hour. I don't know. But anyway, there are reasons we don't like to go to specific schools. Let's evaluate them. If you want to just keep them as they are, that is fine. But maybe you're missing out on affecting, positively affecting some of those kids' lives. So just because you can't find a parking spot probably shouldn't be a reason as to why you don't substitute those kids. So have a good week. I'll see you again next week, and let's try to get out and do our best with all of these students.